Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast from Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about when we talk about faith. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie. We're back. We're back. Hooray. Yay. Can you believe exciting. it? <laughs> uh, no, actually. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. A lot has happened. A lot has happened because last time we were sitting in these chairs <laughs> recording a podcast, I think it was like May because we recorded some ahead. It would have been May. Because we were overachieving people. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Welcome back. Welcome back this yourself. Is, thanks. Season seven. Season seven. Season seven. I did some iffy math there. I think I divided up. I did the British thing where I had two seasons for in a year a couple times. Great. So the podcast kind of a bonus is, season. The podcast is five years old, but this is season seven, and I'm just rolling with it at this point. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Oh. Your, life, your life has progressed. My life has progressed. I had a baby girl. Oh, we're so happy for you. Thank you. My amazing job gave me 12 weeks of just snuggles and figuring out how all this works, which I definitely don't have figured out. Um, She's yeah. your teacher. She, and for sure, for sure. And yesterday she taught me that vaccines, while very important and necessary, are unpleasant. Uh-huh. And the uh-huh. indignity. Indeed. The indignity of the sharp thing mm. in her thigh. I'm with her, by the way. I mean, I don't blame her. Yeah. And she just, I think... Um, whether she wants to pursue music, uh, professionally or not, <laughs> she's got a set of lungs on her, which I respect. Oh, I, I love respect. it. I respect. She's so, hilarious. There was a time last year when we were talking about faith and how about some things we need to get loud. <laughs> so maybe, maybe Mary has decided. I think so. Yeah, she's pro get at it. She just she's been loud from the beginning, and I I appreciate that. She lets me know mm-hmm. what things are acceptable, what things aren't. So there's an old saying. She's very clear about it. You know, you you we're supposed to practice what we preach. Yeah. But also preach what we practice, and I think she's got the preaching down. She's the, got it down. Right. I mean, that's the thing I genuinely, and I mean this with utmost sincerity, appreciate is that she really does tell me what she needs. Oh. Because otherwise, I'm, I mean, I'm clueless. We're guessing. Right. I mean, Maybe. we're all guessing. And I'm new at this. Ones. I mean, she's learning how to be a person. Mm. I'm learning how to be a mom. We figure it out together. And mostly she's like, will you just... <sighs> yeah, I'm she's doing like, my best on, here. To... I'm telling you very clearly what I need. And you're being a little slow today, mother. <laughs> I'm like, well, get used to it because that's pretty much what it's going to be. <laughs> I'm like, I'm slow trying my learner. best here. <laughs> We're all trying our best. <laughs> If I write an autobiography, that's going to be my title, Slow Learner. Slow Learner. Yep. <laughs> yep. So humility. Humility. And uh, mm-hmm. just trying your best. Shan- we recorded our podcast episodes out of order. So we recorded, Shannon and I just recorded next week. And we were talking about being present. Mm-hmm. And that's been very much a lesson I've been learning. <laughs> it's good. It's a great lesson. I think it's very good. We keep coming back to it, right? It's such yes. a basic thing. Yes. Yes, and I also very much learned that how much I really love my job. Oh, I really love my job. I love being a mom, and I also love going to work and being <laughs> and being professional. Leslie, professional Leslie has fun too. That's a nice rhythm, it's right? It's a nice rhythm. It's, it's wonderful because it's like I have professional, and I have home, and I like they feed each other, and mm. I get rejuvenated in different ways uh-huh. at both places. It's 
Life is good. That's a good that's a good rhythm and a good way to be living. Yes. Wow. Yes. And my husband cares for Mary when I'm at work, which means that I have zero worry. Oh, I know. Isn't that which is what a gift that is. Oh to, my goodness. Yeah. We're very fortunate how our, our work schedules have aligned. Yeah. So Oh my gosh. It's very good. It's very good. So now that I'm done just bragging. <laughs> <laughs> We're catching up. We're and catching things are positive. up. Oh, so we are approaching our podcast season in kind of, I would say, kind of a different way, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. We've kind of done this a little bit, but we're being intentional about using the themes we're talking about around here each mm-hmm. week as a place of a starting place for our podcast each right. week. Right. Um, and so I think that's I think that's good because I think also it's like we make the conversations we have on Sunday bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the nice thing is since we do broadcast our Sunday worship, you know, it's not like you have to you have to be living here mm-hmm. to be part of the conversation. And That's also right. I think these conversations off stand alone unto themselves without needing to like, oh well I needed to have all of this context first. Right. Because we always want to make sure for our, our podcast listeners that, you know, an episode can be its own thing mm-hmm. without, you know, feeling like you're, I don't, I don't want, I, you know, I, I, the thing we were just talking about football before we started recording, the thing I don't like about football and about football broadcasters in particular is there's a lot of like, like club speak, inside, I don't know what to call, inside, inside stuff. like slang mm-hmm. and phrases. And I've been watching football regularly for like two years now. And I only now kind of understand what's going on. Yeah. It's a, it's its own vocabulary. It right? is. And I feel like the, the, like the learning curve is pretty steep. Mm-hmm. So I'm mindful of that mm. for our podcast mm-hmm. so that you can jump in Yep. whenever you want. And not feel like you you're not you don't get the lingo right of of church speak because we can kind of be that way too I feel like sometimes well I think along those lines I had an opportunity over the summer to talk with two or three different people who don't live anywhere near here mm-hmm. but they check in on the podcast and um, or had an opportunity to listen to our podcast and felt very much at home because they didn't it wasn't required of them right. to know a lot of background. To yeah. know whatever the topic or the theme was was hopefully relevant to people most anywhere. Yeah. And we're always looking for those elemental questions, yeah. right? The basic questions of life and trying to ask them now in this new world that we're living in. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think that's our dream going forward, that it will always be expansive enough. Yeah. For people to find a place here without having to know, as you say, a lot of background. Yeah. And I think that's the nice thing about our community, too, is because we have people from all different walks of life and different faith backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we are in the habit of speaking in ways that are not too. And I think that's also just to use a churchy word. That's, that's sort of our theology is very, mm-hmm. very, like you said, expansive. I like that word a lot. Yeah. I like that word a lot. So what are you thinking about this week? What are you contemplating? It's kind of the podcast episodes are kind of be like, what's on Ed's mind? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> we may not want that, but. <laughs> well, I, um, I want to share one just image because mm-hmm. we've been 
working so hard at adding solar panels yes. to our buildings. And uh, I'm speaking with, again, so many people in different parts of the country, friends or family members, who've actually been doing the same thing. Right. Yeah, trying to figure out, gee, how can we add solar panels to our yes. house or to the educational building where I work or yes. you know, hospitals are thinking about all kinds of ways of doing this. And I just thought about... Um, it made me think of this, actually, this biblical story of Zacchaeus. Uh, it's a, this is a man Jesus meets, and while well, he's going through a fairly large town or city named Jericho, mm -hmm. and uh, when he goes there, Zacchaeus um, wants to see Jesus. Zacchaeus is not a well-liked person. He's a tax collector, uh -oh. which means he's kind of in cahoots with the Roman Empire. Yeah. And he really wants to see Jesus. He's curious, but he's uh, the story also says he's short. Okay. <laughs> and so he cannot see Jesus because of the crowd that's in front of him. So he climbs up a sycamore tree. Lovely story, right? What? <laughs> Why is the Bible size-shaming his kids? I know. Like, it, come on. <laughs> I think it's the only story in the Bible where anyone's described really significantly in terms of height other than maybe Goliath, who's like a giant. Right, right. But it, it's almost as if they have to find some excuse to get him up into this tree. I see. Right. Okay. Storytelling so, device. <laughs> a storytelling device. And so he's up there and Jesus sees him and says, hey, I want to come and eat at your house today. And I thought about this story because I have spent a lot of time looking up over the summer at these solar panels mm. as they've been added to the building. Yeah. And, uh, you know, watching the workers put them together very carefully and seeing the installation take place. And just thinking about, you know, so where is my gaze directed these days? Mm -hmm. like, like, what am I looking for? What am I looking at? And um, so anyway, I thought about this biblical character because he, in a way, he kind of forces Jesus to look upward. And so once they make contact and have a connection, then they, in fact, do eat together. And some really remarkable things happen out of that meeting. Um, so some remarkable things happened when we started to look, gosh, what was it almost two years ago, look up at the roof lines of mm -hmm. our buildings and say, hey, what would it be like if we had solar panels all around those spaces? And now they're here. They're here. So sometimes it's changing the angle of vision, I mm -hmm. guess is where this is all going. Yeah. And uh, looking at things from just a little bit of a different perspective, if we've always looked at, um, well, for example, I know some people who will try to take a different route to work quite often. Yeah. So they pull themselves out. They force themselves yes. to see, see things differently. Yeah. Right? And um, I was just looking this morning at something my son sent me. It was of a photograph of the Hubble. I think uh, using completely, it's a completely new lens or something. So it's they showed the before and after of what it looked like I guess a few years ago, this image that was taken, yeah. it looked kind of blurry and not, and now yeah, this yeah. new image, Ooh. which just shows, you know, thousands of stars in the background wow. that couldn't be seen before. Mm. So I think this time, what I'm thinking about is how do we, how do we open our eyes so that we see things that we haven't seen before? Yeah. And in, in terms of how we look at other people, how we look at buildings. I've really been trying to make this a discipline when I drive around, you know, to force myself to see things that I haven't taken notice because it's so easy to let these things just slide into the background. Right. I think that's so interesting because I, 
I think I've talked about uh, Professor Brown before, but he was my Dow Crows Eurythmics instructor in college. Mm. Um, but he also just, <laughs> he would sit up on the piano, which always sort of made me laugh, <laughs> and sort of, just sort of like talk about life. Mm. And we oh. would just sit and I would <laughs> sort of always, I was like a little uh, befuddled as to like what the class was. I was like, is this really what this Okay. And so he would just talk about how the brain works and how like philosophy of life. And it was always a fabulous thing. And, and the, the, the thing he, I'm telling the story very badly, excuse me. But the thing <laughs> he would, he fine. would always tell me was he, he said was that, you know, how we forget, like you were saying, our drive to work, right? Mm. That, our brain does not log all the things that are the same. Right. And it, yeah. but it, it notices someone, something different. Mm -hmm. So if we do the same drive to work every single day, we don't notice anything different. That's right. And our brain completely discards that entire mm -hmm. 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, hour and a half from our day. And it's like it never happened mm -hmm. versus going a different way, noticing something different. Um, I think that's also why, have you had this experience if you're going to, uh, get a new car and you decide to get say i don't know a volvo and then all you notice are volvos oh, yes. right right yep. it's like you think it's some there's some they're everywhere then sure that happened when i also got a mini cooper and i was like mini coopers are all of a sudden everywhere <laughs> although you do tend to notice a mini cooper on the road you, you do but it's that it's that, that noticing uh-huh is such a powerful thing it sparks something right because it do. kind of changes your reality mm -hmm. it changes what you're engaging with in your world yeah i came across an article last year about the relationship between our um the patterns that we have day to day and how we experience the passage of time mm. and the comment in the article was that if we have a routine that's fairly well set we don't change it very much we experience time passing very quickly right because of course, we're not working hard to notice anything. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you disrupt the pattern, change the routine, time changes. Our experience of the flow of time changes. Sure. And now it's as if we have a little bit more time. Yeah. So I, I actually experimented with that a little bit over the summer. Yeah. And I can say that it does work. So I just altered the order of things that I was doing during mm -hmm. the course of a day. Mm -hmm. And I can remember, I don't know, this is halfway through the summer or something, thinking in one evening, wow, I feel like I have time on my hands. Wow. And that's a pretty unusual experience in the modern <laughs> world, right? For almost yeah. anybody, for all kinds of reasons. People are working hard, whatever they're doing. Right. And uh, I thought this is a very weird experience to feel like I have time on my hands. But mm -hmm. I had disrupted the order and it slowed things down for me. So what would that, so how could, how could the rest of us do that? So what did you do that we could then also play with it? Um, you know, I think I had a fairly set order in the day in terms of, you know, when I would eat things, when I would do certain kinds of work. So I took okay. the morning work that uh -huh. I did and I shifted it to the afternoon. Uh -huh. Okay. And in the evening, I'd kind of gotten into a pattern, you know, we might eat something and then maybe watch a show or something. Mm -hmm. So we broke that up for a little while Okay. and uh, found that in the middle, suddenly that in the middle of the evening, um, wow, 
there's time available that wasn't there before. Wow. So it's just a matter of doing some pretty simple shifts of when things happen during the course of a day. Yeah. Initially, it's disrupt. it feels disruptive. It doesn't right. feel pleasant. Right. Because we're used to doing something, and I think our bodies are sort of designed to get things done in the most efficient way possible. Sure. And now we've challenged them to do that differently. Mm -hmm. And so it's... Uh, it's a little disorienting, but once it gets settled out, it's, I, I think the one thing I would say, often I will create art late at night, mm -hmm. which is not like the super best time because <laughs> you get like really jazzed up and look at the, you know, it's, whoa, it's one o'clock in the morning here uh -oh. and I really have got to get up early in the morning. So yeah. maybe that's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. So I tried to shift that earlier in the day and push something else to the evening. And that's where I started to feel like an opening up of time. How did that, did that affect how you made art? Did that affect that process at all? Uh, I don't think so. I think that the process is the same enough so I can kind of step into the river wherever I happen to put it. That's good. Um, and But it does affect other things so that if I'm not doing it in the evening, that just feels like a more settled time. Sure. And uh, so it's worth experimenting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think... Um, you know, so much of creativity is just experimenting with little things mm -hmm. and changing them around and saying, hey, what if we did that this way? And what if we changed that? Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. Whatever it might be. I was also thinking about, um, you know, like you were saying, with time and and playing with the order, also about the experience when you're doing something you don't really want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And then the experience of time when you're doing something you're really enjoying. Mm -hmm. Yes. And how it seems like when you're enjoying yourself, time goes whoosh. Yeah. And right. when you're not, it it drags. drags. It drags so badly, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think part of our struggle in the past two and a half years has been with our experience of time. Mm. You know, and I think to start with, we don't necessarily receive the day well. Mm -hmm. I think um, what, I, what I've noticed about myself sometimes is I just sort of launch into, into the day. And I haven't really given some thought to uh, the various ways in which I can shape the day. Okay. You know, so that I can be the best person that I can to those around me, to the organization that I serve, to the wider world. And uh, it, this is where routine can sometimes be a, a problem. Sure. And before you know it, you know, you're halfway through the morning or three quarters of the way through the morning saying, what in the world am I doing? Yeah. There's a kind of mindlessness about it. Yeah. So <clears throat> I've come along to the position of, you know, I, I've heard you say on occasion, work smarter. Not harder. So <laughs> trying to listen to that. Oh, nice. Well done. Yeah. And I think that's part of receiving the day mm. is to say, how can I approach the day with some intelligence here, knowing that I have uh, limited, you know, there are some limitations, but right. that's okay. How do I work with that? Right. So this has been a struggle. I, I actually think that for some people, time has been such a heaviness on their hands mm. during the pandemic because yeah. we've been limited prevented from doing things that we would normally do. Yeah. On the other hand, you have some people who've had no time, right. you know, all healthcare workers and essential workers, all of those people and many, many others have been just driven beyond the point of exhaustion. Right. So our things feel so polarized in that way. I wish as a, 
you know, as a nation that we could understand a way to come at that very differently collectively. And so that's a massive question. But I think that going forward, thinking about time, thinking Mm -hmm. about how we want to organize the day, receive the day would be the word I would phrase I would use Mm. so that um, we can offer back the very best that we have to give. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing all that with us today. And we're going to be talking about this all week on Instagram at Round Hill Radio. We have our own Instagram account now. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting. So join us over there, won't you? And we can continue the conversation. I also want to very much chat with our Instagram community about these Jesus commercials. So we're going to be talking about that over there. So come join us at Round Hill Radio on Instagram. Round Hill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Round Hill Community Church. For more information, please visit roundhillcommunitychurch.org. 